Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Bert Nowers. Bert, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Danita. It's great to be here. All right. Well, let's get started with your one-sentence bio. Now, I will warn you, few people can actually give a one-sentence bio. So I'm curious to see which which camp you fall into, the actual one-sentence bio or the one-sentence with a lot of commas. Yeah, well, it's probably the one with a lot of commas. It could be several sentences, but I'll try to make it commas. Okay, let's do it. So I'm a former student of Axel Swang and Charles Frazier and a former CFO and a former nonprofit CEO. But more importantly, I'm a husband and a father, grandfather of six, and a follower of Jesus. It's mm, a great bio. Well, are you ready for question number one? I think so. All right. How do your values impact your management philosophy? You know, I used to tell my children that if you didn't want to read about something that you said or did in the newspaper the next day, then you shouldn't do it. Mm. Well, that doesn't work anymore because nobody (laughs) reads newspapers. Mm. But it's even worse now. It's on whatever social media it is that people are using, it's there within minutes of whatever you've done. So I think that you have to use the values and look at, you know, what you say and what you do every every minute of the day, because it takes so long to build your character. Integrity and honesty and trust are things that take years to develop. And you can you can lose them in just a second. And so I think that your values are everything that you have. It impacts your work. It impacts your church. It impacts your relationships with people. And so your values are everything to me. You know, it's, it's interesting because you said that people are watching and it can end up on social media. I was in an executive training program a few years ago when I was at a different company before I came to academia. And I remember when I got invited to be in that executive training program, I got a call on my desk phone, which nobody gets calls on their desk phone now. So that kind of dates this a little bit. But it was somebody congratulating me for becoming part of this program, being selected to be a participant. And he said, and this was a little bit creepy. He said, and he was from the first cohort of this program. And he said, I just want you to know they're always going to be watching you now. And I thought, oh, but truth is people are always watching you. Mm-hmm. And I tell that story in a class that I teach on influence and persuasion, because really your values are just the outward projection of whatever you really feel inside. You know, I learned that back when I was in high school. The first time I learned that I was working at Opryland, which dates it. Yeah. And I was working at the chicken plantation, cooking chicken. <laughs> and a group of us went out and did something that I shouldn't have done. Mm. And I had somebody come up to me the next day that I didn't know was paying attention to me. And she was so disappointed in me. Mm. And I, I mean, here I am 50 years later, mm. and I still remember that. So mm. people are always watching. You don't realize that, but people are always watching. How have you found your values? You know, I had great parents. They picked up and moved here when I was in high school because they were believers in Christian education. Mm. They taught me everything that I knew. And, uh, and so I just had really great parents. That's awesome. Well, let's go to question number two. You might talk a little bit more about that. We'll see. Sure. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? 
Well, the first person I will mention is my dad. He was a hard worker. He worked all his life up until just about the time he died, which was this summer. He was disciplined. He connected with everybody. He was in management, and he connected with everyone from the janitor to the CEO. He worked at Nashville Memorial Hospital for 17 mm. years after he moved here, and he had relationships with a lot of people. And so I learned a lot about how to manage people and relationships through my dad. The second person I'll mention is Roberta Edwards, and I don't know if many people know who Roberta was, but Roberta was a missionary in Haiti. She was an African-American woman who had gone to Haiti with her husband, who was Haitian at the time, and he left her, and she stayed, and she spent probably 20 years and had a children's home there. And I went to Haiti after the, after the earthquake. It was probably 2011 when I went down there, 2012. And uh, she had a, a children's home, and she had 20 kids from almost from birth to 18 or 19 or 20. And it was just amazing what she did with those children. And I, we drove around Port-au-Prince and saw all the damage, and this, this was two years later. And I just said, Roberta, how do you do this? I mean, how do you do this? And she said, I consider each one of those children that I have, and she, by that time she'd probably raised 60 children over the 20 years she'd been there. I consider each one of those children as a potential person that will change Haiti. And, you know, as a CPA and a CFO and somebody who had been involved in, in doing startups and building some, helping to build some other companies, I always looked at things with a big picture view and looked at how do we scale this and how mm. do we, you know, how do we help this country overcome this? And, you know, she looked at one person at a time and it always stuck with me that, you know, all you have to do is you have to impact one person at a time. And that's what's her goal. And, you know, there are so many problems in Haiti and there still are so many problems in Haiti, but it really changed the way I look at people and also the way I look at problems. Mm. And then the last person, oh, it was a group. This was AIM Healthcare was our company. And, and the partners that we had, we had a great team. And I learned a lot about culture and teamwork. Great culture you know, trumps a lot of different things. And so I learned a lot about culture uh, there and teamwork from those guys that I worked with. Those are three great examples. You mentioned one person at a time and how that changes you and how you think about problems. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, I think sometimes we think of problems as being such a large, large issue. And I think if we think about the people involved, the individuals involved, and focus on the individual, so a lot of times that fixes the problem. Mm. You know, if you look at Haiti, for instance, Haiti has lots and lots of problems. But if we focus on each of those individuals, and I know that's really hard because, you know, the problems are so big. Mm. But if we focus on the people, then eventually, maybe not in our lifetime, but eventually the problems will resolve themselves. That was Roberta's goal. Unfortunately, Roberta actually was murdered in 2015. Mm. And so I'm hopeful that there are other people that she influenced that have picked up the slack. And Yeah, yeah one person at a time. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Are you looking to sharpen your management skills and take your career to the next level? If so, look no further than the MBA program at Lipscomb University. Our part-time program is designed to provide you with the knowledge and the tools you need to excel in today's fast-paced business environment. Lipscomb offers both in-person and online formats that make it a perfect fit for full-time working professionals. Apply now and elevate your management skills. 
Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. You ready for question number three? I think so. What book has made the biggest impact on you? And I'll go ahead and tell you now, you don't have to be limited to just one book. People come in and they say, okay, it's really, really hard to just pick one. So can I, can I give you two or three? And the answer is yes. You can give me as many as you want. Good. Because I've got two right here in front right, of me. And right. I know sometimes you say, oh, I haven't read that book yet. I'll have oh. to go get it. So I brought you two copies of these two books. Thank you so much. Or a <laughs> copy of each book. One of them is called Right Away and All at Once by Greg Brenneman. It's a book that I didn't read until just a few years ago. Uh, so it actually probably didn't impact my management style, but it has impacted the way I talk with managers or business owners or people today because he's probably about my age, but at the age of 33, he was the president of Continental Airlines. He uh, was also the CEO at one point of uh, Home Depot. He was a turnaround specialist, but he's also a Mennonite. He grew up as a Mennonite. And his book talks about the five steps of turning around a poorly performing company or a company that's in trouble or even a company that's underperforming where they need to be. They're successful, but they're underperforming. But then he also flips that and talks about how to transform your own life. Mm. And so it's a very simple book. The concepts are very simple, which I like. And one of the concepts that he talks about is having a one-page go-forward plan, a one-page plan. And so basically, if I come and talk to you and I talk to you about what the mission of Lipscomb is, for instance, I can tell you in one page, I don't have to have a big document that I have to know because Mm -hmm. it should be simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the same thing for your own life. If each of us had a one-page mission statement, a one-page go-forward plan that identified the things that are most important to us and why they're important to us, I think the world will be a whole lot better. Mm. And and I say this because not because I do this very well, because I don't, but I always have the intent of putting together that one-page plan. <laughs> so maybe this will encourage me to do that. Well, maybe this year is your year to do yes. that. Yeah, yes. it's a great idea. Other book I've got, too, is called Surprise the World. Mm. And this is a little book, and I've heard Walt Lever preach from this book on a number of occasions, and I've used this on a number of my travels around the world. And it talks about living a questionable life. And when you hear that, you first think, well, I don't want to live a questionable life, you know. But really, the Bible tells us that we should be able to express the reason for our hope when people question us. Well, if nobody ever questions you, then you have no reason to express the reason for your hope. Mm. So by living a questionable life, we live a life that requires other people to look at our life and question why we're different. Mm. And so that's the premise of the book, is to live a life that allows people to question why you're different. That is great. And I can't wait to read it. All right. Are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? No, I'm not. But go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) I appreciate you being honest. So it's 60 seconds, rapid fire questions. You get one pass. All right. You ready? I'm about as ready as I'll be. Okay. There you go. What's your favorite place to travel to? Europe. What's your definition of success? Uh, Enjoying what you do. What's your current passion project? Uh, my passion project, helping my grandchildren. What are you most grateful for in your life? My grandchildren. What's on your bucket list? Uh, right now I'd, I'd like to, in the spring, walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Awesome. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, 
going to Vermont. What's your favorite Marvel character? You know, I'm not a comic. I'll have to pass on that one. <laughs> what gives you hope? Seeing the people that I get to visit when I get to travel around the world. What words of wisdom would you pass down to your younger self? Take the time to spend a lot of time with your family. And, uh, you know, work is not always the most important thing. Well, that's a great set of advice to end on. Did a great job. I know, I know that's hard. It's hard for everybody, <laughs> but it's fun for me because the first first part of the podcast, I just make you feel good and validate all your answers. And then the second part, I just I just make it hard for you to answer I know. these it questions. It did get a lot of hot. Uh, got a lot hotter <laughs> in here for some reason. We do that on purpose. We turn we turn <laughs> up the heat. All right, your job now is to give parting advice to managers. What's the best advice you can give to a manager? I try to tell people that I sit down with on occasion to always play offense, not hmm. defense. Hmm. From a business perspective, I know if you're playing football, defense is pretty important. But from a business perspective, playing offense is more important than playing defense. And I say that because I've been in situations at times where I walk into a meeting and I'm not prepared. Mm. And all of a sudden, I'm on the defense. And I think you have to be inquisitive. Mm. You have to listen. You have to identify issues by listening. And you have to come up with a solution. And when you do that, you can walk into any meeting and be on the offense. You can help identify the problems, but you also have a solution. You don't ever want to walk in unprepared and not be able to resolve the issues or not even know about the issue before you walk in. So, It's great advice. Well, Bart, thank you so much for being this week's guest. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University. 